Hey everyone, uh, just before we get started today, I wanted to let you know that today's topic is a little bit intense. We're going to be talking about human trafficking, so if you have kids with you, you might want to listen to this one later, or um, if you're sensitive to that or anything, just fair warning for you. This is that uh, international life. I'm Rachel Irvine, and today our guest is Scylla. Hi. Or Sylvia. Which one did you prefer to be called? You're gonna uh, move this. I prefer Scylla because it. So what I, you what you're called? Yeah, I'm I'm called Scylla by friends, so it sounds warmer for me. I'm gonna eat the mic. <laughs> We're just setting up. So Scylla, we have been trying to record a podcast for. A very long time. A couple of months already. Like, I feel like it's a year. Yeah. Close to a year. And finally. Yeah, here we are. Um, and you actually made it to my house. So we're in studio, sort of. If this would be called a studio. Yeah? Yeah, and it's perfect. It's a studio apartment, so that works. Um, yes, so I was going to... Well, one thing we were talking about discussing was um, something that you have taken an interest in. As of, I don't know how long you've been interested in this topic of sex trafficking, right? Yes. And being a part of uh, solving the problem of sex trafficking. Maybe not solving, but learning more about it. Uh -huh. I think the time for solving the problem will come in the future. But I don't think I'm ready for solving it yet. But I'm trying to get to know more about the topic and the problem itself and it's been like five years already uh in that topic and i i think all my life when i became like conscious about like problems in the world like when i even when i was little i always wanted to be involved in kind of like social uh like solving social problems or like helping exploited women uh, or abused children. Um, it was never specific for me what I want to do and how I want to help, but it always, it was always close to my heart. And this is what I got interested in that somehow. Yeah. And so um, what have you done th uh, thus far? So how, what have you gotten to be involved in or is there a way that you know um probably not much and it's <laughs> not very impressive but it was more about about getting like knowledge and data i read many books many uh, biographies uh, i got in touch with some people who are working with uh, sex trafficking organizations and I was trying to get involved, but due to technical mm, problems, I wouldn't. Well, I wasn't able to get involved. Mm -hmm. But I met with uh, with a very smart young lady who is um, trying to do something about it in Poland, and she set up a foundation. Uh, unfor unfortunately, because <laughs> I live in Warsaw and it's it's just not possible for me to travel there to help, but. Uh, because of her, I mm, I learned more. Uh, 
how the whole process of setting up the foundation and uh, and helping the girls, the prostitutes, or even how to prevent young girls from uh, being exploited mm-hmm. uh, and how to start all of that. And so I think my work or my interests or whatever I do about it, it's for now, it's just learning and it's getting knowledge about it. Mm-hmm. So it's not much work so far, but I'm just gaining a desire uh, to do something about it in the future. And I hope it will happen. Yeah. So you were talking that uh, this lady works in, but uh, I didn't even realize, and I think that's a common problem all over, is that I didn't even realize like it's a problem in Poland. But I think it's one of those things that's a problem everywhere. And so... Um, how much of a, how did you find out about the the issue in Poland and how like bad is it yeah this is the uh, this is the problem of people in Europe and i think in states is the same like the we think that this kind of problems like slavery because i think human trafficking is like a modern slavery and uh, we think when we think about it it the first thing comes to our mind it's like children in Africa or in Asia being exploited and being uh, used, being abused, or uh, we, we just think that it's not connected to the place we, where we are because we don't see it and we don't want to see it because it's we don't want to think about bad things. Our life is hard already and we, we don't want to uh, entertain ourselves with such thing, right? So... Uh, we just want to close our eyes, uh, f- uh, and and we don't want to get involved. Not even hear about that. Well, not even saying about getting involved. But the problem is everywhere, of course, as you said. And the Poland is more a uh, transitional country, so of course there is prostitution here, and it's a good business. It's this is the the best business you can do in the world right now. It's it's better than. Uh, selling drugs or weapon because when you sell weapon you just you, you just can sell it once or drugs right and and it's gone but women or children you can you can sell them over and over again and mm-hmm. for years and you can like earn a lot of money out of it and destroy someone someone's life of course but the the po- Poland is, uh, as I mentioned, it's transitional country. So the women from, for example, Ukraine uh, or all these countries in, the, in Eastern Europe uh, are being transferred to uh, to Germany, France, mm. uh, and all these West uh, West countries because it's more it's easier to recruit. I'm saying about re- the recruitment because this is the process how they, and there's many ways how how people can get women and children involved in that business. Uh, of course, against their will, but um, it's easier to get the uh, get women uh, to Poland first from Ukraine, for example, and then transfer them to uh, uh, countries like Germany, for example. So this is why I'm saying that Poland is transitional country. 
but in Warsaw, uh, I see many places, uh, which is sad, that like many houses, like private houses, and in the window uh, you can see that they are inviting. There is like a number that you can call, and you you see that it's a private apartment. So probably the owner or the the girl who is living there is just selling herself. And this is what she. This is what what makes me sad the most that this is her decision it's not that someone made her do it but it's her apartment and she's doing that because she wants to earn money and even though she doesn't uh, doesn't feel that it's a bad thing or something she's not aware what she is uh, getting what she's like letting herself in yeah getting involved in yeah getting involved in mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, I, I don't, I have no idea how to help the, uh, those kind of girls, like who are selling themselves, uh, willingly, no one is forcing them. So this is the, the saddest part because you just can't do anything. That's her decision and that's all. Mm-hmm. So I think I would not like to, to get involved, involved in, helping them because I just simply don't know how mm-hmm. but there is a different thing in like helping people who are actually forced to to sell their bodies mm-hmm. and um so you mentioned uh, an organization that you possibly want to work with I don't know if you can mention it on the Probably not. Okay. So, but there is an organization that kind of works around the world that you're kind of hoping to maybe work with. Yeah, work future. with and, and get kind of uh, get your feet wet in the, um, like, I guess, in supporting the ministry, I guess you would say, or, or helping these these women. Um, I guess I guess I was curious too, like, um, so when you've been reading and then you, you've... Uh, made connections with this lady and stuff like what is she doing there like how does how do they help you know like what is a way that you can actually help like you said you can't help the people who don't want to be helped Mm -hmm. but the ones who are stuck there out of their own will so um there's many ways how the i will not talk about the that specific foundation i will just say in general Mm -hmm. but how they work is pretty simple but there is like variety of things that they have to do in order for that to work so for sure there must be a a safety house or Mm -hmm. something like that for uh for people who uh because it's not only women who are uh, in this slavery (laughs) uh, tragic situation but uh, so all the people that have been rescued uh, need to have the place where they can kind of recover, even like not only physically, but mostly mentally and spiritually as well. So there must be this house uh, somewhere like in a safe place that they can live and work. So it's good to have the like the foundation usually have this like small businesses uh, for example, a shop or like a coffee uh, place uh, where they can like earn money. And when 
it's not more it's not only about like making money for the foundation because of course there are people who can support them financially but it's more about the victims to get back to real life mm-hmm. so this is how it works and of course they need people like people like normal people who have not been in this like sex tra- sex trafficking uh, but like just normal people who can like make friends with them and help them out just by spending time and of course they're they need like psychological mm-hmm. help and of course spiritual help so this is basically how it works and i think that the most important is safety mm-hmm. so those places are usually mm, secret places mm-hmm. like no one knows wh- where it, where it is and um just for them to feel safe yeah it seems like it would be pretty difficult to um like you're saying even get involved like where you're at you were wanting to learn more and get involved but it seems like a difficult thing because you're trying to get involved in something that's like secret and they want to keep secret so that somebody who technically might want to like go back and find the girls maybe that or you know who left because typically it's like they have you know people who are watching them or you know to take the money and kind of run their lives so you have to get them away from them but yeah so it it seems like it's kind of a a hard thing to get involved in like they need a lot of help but then it is they 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 need a lot of help and they need a lot of people like trusted people to help them but from my experience it is really hard to get involved i have been writing to and i have been trying to get in touch with many people but i think it's smart on their side that they are trying to keep people like strangers like me who just you know they just got email from someone who have they have never heard of before so i understand but um, but i think i'm i'm praying for it and i'm i think right now at my stage of life i can learn from books i can learn from the articles i can learn from the resources that uh, all these big organizations are uh, are having on their websites for example mm-hmm. so it's it's really easy to learn the theory but i i would like to learn more practically how to help them i know a lot of about the theory how to do it but it's hard it's truly hard to get involved but i don't worry about it about that so far because maybe it's not the time for me to do such things Mm -hmm. maybe i'll have to wait and learn more but still it is hard to get involved and i think it's good because then you have 100 percent uh you're 100 percent sure that people who uh, need to be secure are really safe and mm-hmm. no one even the police even the police can cannot know where this kind of safety house is mm-hmm. so this is really serious and i and i like it and i like that it's serious and people are uh, really conscious about uh, the security there mm-hmm. so i think it's good yeah no that makes a lot of sense for sure um what what books and did you have you read like 
Do you, do you know them off the top of your head? I know <laughs> Are they in Polish? Because then that won't know. Uh, there is a good book by uh, Rachel Lloyds. Mm-hmm. She wrote a book about uh, like her life and the stories of plenty of girls who have been exploited. And she have uh, started a foundation in New York. And I think this is the book that I would recommend to someone who is trying to get involved or just is just interested in that kind of topic because there's a lot of like testimonies or stories like mm-hmm. real stories of course names are changed but but she is really wise and she is really mm, not she's really straightforward what she's talking about she she i i have you, when you read that you have a feeling that of course it's it's terrible what happened but there is like no uh exaggerating and it's all truth that it happened and she gives really good description of how it looks and it's terrible like i had to stop reading it after a chapter and then mm-hmm. give myself a break because i just couldn't hel- handle it so this is hard book but this is good book because this is true stories mm-hmm. right there are true stories in it so i think it's worth to make yourself aware of it and the go- the book is called uh, girls like us mm-hmm. and uh, she's the author is british but she moved to us to uh, to work there and to and she wrote that book there and all the examples of the exploited children are american girls mm. so it's not like there are asians or african mm-hmm. girls or even like ukrainian or somewhere mm-hmm. in europe in or in middle east it's it's american girls mm-hmm. so that makes it more mm, hard for us to read that it it's it's happening here like it's happening in europe in poland and it's happening in in us mm-hmm. so it's really good to to be aware of that yeah i know that um i read or i watched a documentary um about some in uh, a, a case in the states and how this happened where you know like this girl kind of got trapped into um be becoming you know like a prostitute and and her how her family didn't even know about it and she was in high school and you know you you're you're reading i mean you're watching this and you're like i can't even believe this is happening you know and and like you said in the u.s or somewhere and then also i know right now because the Super Bowl was just mm-hmm. this Sunday, and that's like a huge, huge, huge time where I guess there was an article about that, like how how much um, like goes on with sex trafficking around mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. This is I the guess. best environment for the sex traffickers because they have the clients there, right? Mm-hmm. There is a big event going on. Uh, if we had, I remember when there was a. Mm, I'm not really into sports, so I don't. I don't know <laughs> what it was like. A uh, European Championship, something. Poland and Ukraine were hosts. Hosts. That was about soccer. Oh yeah, a few years ago. The the Euro Cup. I, I remember. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I'm not just good at the, this, but I remember that uh, there were a lot of girls, usually, mostly from Ukraine. I think uh, they've they have been transferred to just for this like two weeks. 
of the event. Uh, they were transferred to all these big Polish cities like Poznań, Warsaw, Wrocław, and Gdańsk, I think. And there was this huge issue with that, that it it was so obvious that the girls, like the girls were transferred f- just for two for two weeks of of this event because they could earn a lot of money the traffickers mm-hmm. and no one would do that we would do anything about it so <laughs> this mm-hmm. is really sad but all these big events that are um that are good right because mm-hmm. it's uh, like part of a part of the culture like a super bowl in states or mm-hmm. like i don't know world cup uh it's all good but there are also like dark sides and the traffickers can make the most of it mm-hmm. um, during that time and they earn a lot of money and many souls are like being break being broken mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah and during that time and the girls are exploited like on our eyes and we just can't do anything about it. we think that we can't do anything about it yeah so this is sad part of that mm-hmm. So um, even so, you've read a lot, and even though you haven't maybe necessarily worked um, in any of these organizations, what would you suggest or recommend? Like, if somebody wants to get involved and who's listening, thinking, "Oh man, that's tough," but I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how to help. I think I think the prevention is the best thing we can do. If we can like warn ourselves first, and then if we can warn others, this is the best thing we can do. Because like working with the with the foundation, it's like working with already broken people, with the people who already got hurt or got exploited, and it sometimes it's too late for them to help. And this, for example, uh, women who who have been in who has been in the slaver in this sex trafficking uh, industry for six years or something. She's so broken already that sometimes it's it's too late to save her, and she just can't handle it. What ha- what what happened to her? That she has been raped so many times, and f- she has been beaten uh, like every night. And it's just too much. She can't handle it, so she can commit suicide, or she can go back uh, to this industry because she simply cannot. She she doesn't know how to live normal life. So this is the hard part. But I think we can do a lot uh, to prevent that mm-hmm. to even happen. We can um, educate people in like young girls and and boys in school like i was thinking about that like just going to schools and share like a presentation short presentation it's not much it's just making people aware that this is the problem this is happening here and you can avoid it just be smart like even going for uh, a work like working abroad for like summer Mm -hmm. or something you can make it way much safer if you think about it and this is the one of the uh, one of the ways the recruitment is going on in this in, in sex trafficking. Like they traffickers just hunt for people who come to another country and they don't know the language. For example, many Polish people uh, work in uh, in Great Britain, right, mm-hmm. in UK, 
and most of them if they are older or they don't know the language they become really vulnerable mm-hmm. and they are just perfect victim for that and people because people don't know that this is a problem they don't think that this is the really real trap or mm-hmm. a dangerous thing so they are just not aware of the problem and i think people making people aware and usually uh, um, mostly young people who are not aware and they are you know uh, they feel so courageous and they don't f- think about uh, dangerous things that can happen mm-hmm. in life uh, i think this is th- that makes them feel so uh, vulnerable mm-hmm. and I think this is the first thing I would like to do it's it's not much it's just making people aware and trying to help them underst- understand that they can protect themselves and their families uh, just by being cautious and mm-hmm. trying to keep it safe yeah I think a lot of times especially when you move overseas and I've heard this from other people we growing up for the most part most of us are told like uh to be like polite and kind and then that people are for the most part good and you know they're you know so you you used to say oh I you know I you grow up kind of well at least I did you know you're not supposed to like get in a strange car with strangers or you know or or whatever but at the same time you're also not supposed to just be a jerk you don't want to be a jerk and i think that so many people and i've heard not even stories about uh like friends or not they weren't involved in sex trafficking but just bad situations where you know somebody took advantage of them and they're like well i just felt bad and i didn't want to be rude and you know you just find yourself in these situations because they're not willing to say like wait a minute i don't feel comfortable with this of course you know because they're nice guys or they're somebody who's just helping them out they see they need help and you know at a bus stop and mm-hmm. they're wait you know oh and i'll be your friend and one you know yeah it's 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 definitely i think that's that's huge yeah the, in the prevention we have to learn how to be smart you know like simple things like traveling like don't give your passport to anyone or don't uh let people help you by like you know giving you a ride you just don't know these people and um yeah we have to stop being jerks <laughs> <laughs> or start being jerks <laughs> <laughs> oh that would help that yeah. would help be a jerk that's it. that's <laughs> a, that's the rule here when you travel yeah. be a jerk be a jerk <laughs> <laughs> there, that's all that's all you need well and um, so would you this is kind of interesting and a uh controversial topic controversy um mm. uh blah blah car okay yeah so some are for and some are against for those who don't know I blah blah car <laughs> well but i'm 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 also you know i try to be really careful about mm-hmm. it but so for those who don't know blah blah car is like a ride share and you can go online and um find a ride to where you're going and you can pay for the ride and then you can also you can see ratings of people and all kinds of stuff too. So, but anyway, go ahead. I'm curious what you think. <laughs> uh, I think it's okay to use blah blah car. Of course, you can, as you just said, you can see the ratings, right? You can, you can always give 
your friends or your families like uh, the details of your travel right mm-hmm. you can even uh, i don't know take the picture of the guy of the driver and send it to someone you, you just have to remember that you have to be smart and uh just because the guy is the this is the the guy that you see for the first time and uh, you know he's a completely like complete stranger for you it doesn't mean that he's a serial killer or a sex trafficker and you're gonna die right now (laughs) (laughs) because like in many cases uh the girls were uh trafficked by their boyfriends for example Mm -hmm. like they have been uh in a relationship for three years this is in this is a story from one book one of the books i've read that the girl was in a relationship with the guy for three years and he was wonderful and after three years he he sold her and he Mm. and so you know you can know someone and still and still become a victim Mm -hmm. so it's good like in general it's good to be smart in life Mm -hmm. and not to put yourself in a situation that you can become a victim of course you don't always have the uh the power to control everything mm-hmm. we're just humans right but there are always signs that something's wrong something's mm-hmm. not going uh going right and we, we we just don't have we just by becoming uh, like freaks <laughs> and like not using blah blah car and not going like not even talking to strangers or you know spending life at home because mm-hmm. like there is a trap uh everywhere mm-hmm. like it will not help you right you just you just have to be smart aware and i don't know always watching yeah. <laughs> kind of but yeah mm-hmm. yeah don't be stupid don't be stupid yeah well and i think that's that's a really good point and um like you said not locking yourself up but i think that's really cool about your idea to even start just to educate uh people and kids and just to say hey this is um it's kind of like self teaching self-defense you know it's like you you teach them self-defense not so that you know they can go beat people up but so that they can be prepared yeah when something if something does happen when they when it happens and and just to make people aware um so yeah that's really that's really good um so what is your you have kind of a long-term plan possibly right to yes <laughs> what would that are you going to keep working and then what what do you hope to do yeah i'm go- i'm going to keep working for a few more years probably save money and then do something about it join the the organization that is really doing something it's not just a name you know big name and they on paper they just do a lot but in real life they are just not really uh successful <laughs> there are many organi- organizations like that i just would like like if my work for entire life will help to save one girl i know it's sound it sounds like you know more like my imagination but if i would be able to save one girl's life or a child or something someone who will be taken out of that shit (laughs) sorry but this is what it is so i think it will be worth it i don't know how to do it still but 
I just it's it is just something that breaks my heart, and I will definitely just do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I hope like one day we can record uh, once I have something <laughs> like yeah. some experiences. No, once you even have your, we'll come back in in a few years, or even when you are able to start working with the organization, and mm-hmm. you'll have even more ways that people can get involved. But I think that that's really good, and um, yeah, not even. Uh, even though maybe you're not, you haven't necessarily, um, let's say, started work yet. You're already doing um, your part by even telling people from the podcast, "Hey, get involved!" You know, yeah. and what a good reminder for people. You know, we we think about things. We have to think about things we don't want to sometimes. You know, and we re- we need to think outside of mm-hmm. our lives to what's going on going on around us and how we can change that. Yeah. And so even if it's you going out and telling somebody else to be aware of it, you know, that that person who you tell might be the one who has the connection that they needed to make a huge difference, you know. And so. Exactly. Um, I think that I can hear the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, extremely loud children that live above me and I'm pretty impressed that I can hear How them. How loud they are. Yeah. Sometimes it's just getting more loud. I don't know. It's like, I think they're actually like throwing rocks at the floor. Probably. <laughs> I'm not sure. So anyway, but yeah, so thanks so much for coming on today. And I hope that, um, I'm excited to see where, where this takes you and what you do next. Thank and you for inviting me. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to, um, Oh, so you have the book. Is that right? I mean, you read the book. Yeah. Okay. So I will put that on the show notes and we'll put a link to it. So if anyone oh, wants yeah, to get course. it and then um, anything read else, <laughs> read it, read the book, listen to the podcast, share the podcast yeah. with someone or just to tell them if you think the podcast stinks, you can just go tell them about what we talked about <laughs> and sum it up. But yeah, um, thanks for listening today and um, go to the show notes at thatinternationallife.com for a link to the book and anything else we add on there, um, how you can get involved. And also sign up on iTunes, subscribe, and share with a friend. That would be great. And uh, Or the RSS feed is also on the website where you, so you can sign up. Even if you don't have iTunes, if you're not an iSnob, you can be, you know, listen on SoundCloud or wherever you, you know, listen to your podcasts. So thank you so much, Scylla, for being on today look forward to the next time when you have your foundation set up yes yes (laughs) maybe a few years all right and if you want to get um involved or you have questions for silly you can write to me at rachel at that international life.com and that was really hard to say today and um i will make sure she gets those questions um and then i'll make sure she answers so yeah so go ahead send it away Thank you so much, and until next time, bye.